I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Okay, so Sarah, <laughs> just now you gave me this tantalizing title for our first segment, An Ant of a Rant. And I... <laughs> And now I'm really curious what this story is going to be. Is it just a tiny rant or are there actual ants involved? There, in there are no ants as in like the insect or the human. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just a small rant. It's a tiny rant. A micro rant. A micro rant. Instead of call, actually, instead of using the word micro here on in. I'm going to just call everything like an ant, like a, <laughs> like, a, like an espresso is like an ant of a coffee. Oh, no. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. p- implement this. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, and then, Ooh, you could even like, if it's a fire ant or like a carpenter ant. So like pick the ants. Ooh, pipe, depending on the oh. on your rants or whatever thing you're right. describing. Oh, like an espresso is a fire ant of a coffee. Totally. Yes. <laughs> Whereas like, oh, what would be like something else might be like the worker ant, like the small worker thing, you know? Yeah. I can't yeah. think of a good example right now, but it, it will come to me. <laughs> Give me some time. We'll have all kinds of I mean, we're ants. we're just doing this on the fly. We're not that creative. <laughs> Especially since this has been on my mind since this morning. And it's just, I've been fuming about it. And it's so dumb, but I just need to share it with somebody. Okay, so I'm out for a run Mm -hmm. with Hawk. So I'm pushing the stroller. And right near our house, we have a, uh, you know, crossing section. What is that called? Crosswalk? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I believe we call that a crosswalk. crosswalk. (laughs) And, you know, the start of the crosswalk, there's a sign, you know, caution, crosswalk, and you press the button and the light flashes. Okay. I'm I'm getting the picture. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty clear that somebody's going to go across when you press the button. (laughs) So I never trust that they're going to see me. So I stop. I press the button. And as I'm there, like the first car just kind of bombs through. They don't care. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I hadn't I hadn't started crossing and I start to cross and the next car just like slams on the brakes right in front of it. Oh, my God. And I'm pointing at the sign. being like, uh, do you not see the blinking lights? And this guy who's probably in his 60s in his Volvo wagon rolls down the window and says, I can see. <laughs> I'm like, he got mad at you? He got mad at me. I'm like, listen, what? I have my baby in a stroller. I'm sorry if I didn't trust you were going to stop because the previous car had just blown through and you slammed on your brakes right in front of the crosswalk. Don't get mad at me. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't want you to hit my. Did game. you say so, anything, or did you just walk on? I did not. Okay. I just I kept on running across, but I just wanted to be like, dude, I didn't want you to hit us. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That actually reminds me of that story I told oh. like weeks ago about the when I the I like the person hit me on the sidewalk and I slammed onto their car and they yelled at me. Like some people's reaction is just to blame the other person straight. Like that's just their gut reaction. And if they're in a situation where they're like wrong or slightly wrong, their reaction is to say, it's your fault. Well, because he was so offended. He was so offended that I didn't think he was going to stop because I was pointing at the sign. Wow. But he can see, he can see the sign. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you can see the sign because there's a flashing light and it's massive and it's yellow, but (laughs) You know, like just as, that's my redundancy clause right there. Just be pointing at it just in case you <laughs> don't notice. You're like, you need to stop now. Do not plow down me and my baby. Right, exactly. Like, ugh. No, oh, that's wow. That's a slightly scary and very annoying. So it's an Anna Varant, but that was an I Anna. feel better now. It's very cathartic. This podcast <laughs> is very cathartic. I'm like, okay, I feel better. It is now that I've shared it. You know how it's it's cathartic for me. I get to say all the dumb jokes that I wouldn't say anywhere else. I love dumb jokes. <laughs> this is why we get along. The little things that come to my head that I'm like, I don't know if anyone else finds this funny, but I'm just saying it out loud. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> clearly. And our like two listeners do too as well. Exactly. It's great. Exactly. Our people. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> um, okay. Coming up on the show. We're introducing a new segment called Don't Yuck My Yum. Oh, I'm adding a segment, Sarah. We didn't plan for this. It's called I Become an MMA Superfan. Oh. Yeah. We're going to talk about my hike and Sarah's race next week after this. Okay. So you, I didn't know until we right before the show, we we're starting a new recurring segment called Don't Yuck My Yum. Is that? Huh. <laughs> I okay. just decided. Okay, yeah. cool. Don't cool. yuck my yum. So what it includes is I would like our audience to send us voice memos. We need a new voice memo because we've, you know, we've had some good I rock because, which we're still open to. If anyone wants to tell us why they rock, definitely want those. But I would love to hear people's from last week's episode, don't yuck my yum. So what is your thing that you love in life? Well, maybe Sarah, maybe you can describe it better. Okay, I'll do my description, then you do yours. Yeah. Since I was halfway through, <laughs> my is all finished. So like, what is your thing that you love in life that other people sometimes tend to yuck or that you've had a yuck reaction to? That would be, that, that would be the question. Is that adequate? Yeah. Uh, can I follow up on one of my examples from last week? Mm-hmm. So Alyssa, so podcast, Iron Woman podcast host, total awesome badass, went through like three days of going around the White Mountains, bagging these peaks, 40,000 foot peaks, like, would I want to do that? Would I want to not sleep? Heck no. Exactly. But good on her because that's freaking awesome. Yes. So that's an example of, that's her yum. It's kind of my yuck, but total respect because that's what makes the world go around is like people who are super passionate about stuff like that exactly I feel like actually I feel like don't yuck my yell I loved it that's why I brought it up again this week right but like I feel like it has like a cultural a a chance of being like culturally 
um, what do you call it? Like a, an ability to change the conversation because when don't yuck my yum goes viral and we're famous and everybody across the world is doing don't yuck my yum. Like, if going to like because right now I think I hear this kind of thing a lot. Like where someone, if someone can't picture doing something themselves or eating something or liking something, they're like, just because I can't picture it doesn't mean it's not what's right for you. Right. Or just because like something, it could even go for personality traits. Like um, just because, you know, just because I'm an extrovert and someone else is an introvert doesn't mean like my way is better than their way. It's just different. Right. So I feel like it's feel like there's a very like high level of tolerance and acceptance in the don't yuck my yum message. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think so. Um, so now I'm kind of on the spot. Like what? Okay, I've got one. Okay. I, I kind of, I kind of dig cheese curds. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the squeakiness of them. <laughs> I think it's the squeakiness that I like. I just had the feeling of like you know fingernails <laughs> on chalkboard in my totally. teeth when you said totally. it. Yeah, but like a lot. That's what a lot of people hate about cheese curds is the squeakiness. But like, I kind of, I kind of dig it. Kind of dig the squeakiness. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that's something. Does that mean you like poutine? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would eat some poutine. Some poutine. I mean, like we, I don't live in poutine country. I have to cross the border for that. Um, but I'm within three hours of some, uh, some good poutine. I've only had it a couple times, but like, yeah, gravy, <laughs> fries, cheese curds, cheese curd. What could <laughs> be better? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, I was thinking more. But this is something. So now I'm just going to use this segment of "Don't yuck my yum" as like a minor rant. <laughs> but because this actually happened to me this happens to me like on the regular where people think that I work too much and try to but some of them are just like straight up concerned but try to like encourage me to have quote-unquote balance right or like I, the response I get just when I'm saying that I'm going on vacation is like so overwhelmingly positive <laughs> And I'm like, this is a weird overreaction <laughs> to someone just going on vacation, you know? Um, and so I think like for me, like my, for example, I'm going camping with Rosie next week. Uh, and I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because Rosie's taking a friend and they're like, they're 11 and 12 now. We're staying on the beach. There's like, there's, there's stuff to do. Like I'm going to have probably hours of downtime. Of just you know and we don't we're out of cell reception so I am looking forward to some of the work projects that I'm going to be able to like dig into and like you know a couple hours a day whatever and I think like the yuck factor from other people on that idea is like very high <laughs> right? well yeah they would say you're out of cell service cell, cell range <laughs> like you shouldn't be working but for you, like, this is great. This is an opportunity to focus. Yes. And so like, I just, I just, it's not like, I was going to say, I love what I'm doing, but it doesn't quite describe it so much. I, I just, I feel like I'm, I just, that's, I, that's healthy for me. That's, yeah. that's balance. That's, you know, and that's just where I am right now. I was going to say it's who I am, but it's not because I know it will change, but it's like who I am right now, you know? So that's my yum. And I understand why it's other people's yuck. Like, that's fine for people to take complete breaks while they're camping. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, it doesn't, 
for them work it's a strain mm-hmm. but it energizes you mm-hmm. and digging into that like that yes. sounds yeah i i validate your your yum thank you <laughs> that's my yum i <laughs> I'm going to ignore the fact you didn't validate my yum, but that's okay. I didn't you validate know? it. I feel like it was obvious. <laughs> it's obviously, I mean, even the, the whole purpose of the segment is validation. I'm totally kidding. I am totally kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, you look of disgust, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your yum was terrible and I do not accept it. <laughs> <laughs> cheese curds I mean oh my god (laughs) I mean I don't eat them on the reg but like you know it's it's one of those things it's a very I was just thinking what is the number one most disgusting thing I can think of that Mm. for 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 Ben who's like super judgy Mm -hmm. about food selections that I make and that would probably be number one anything that's like dairy related yeah he I mean, he definitely yucks my yum and I'm not, <laughs> that's just rude. <laughs> it's, just, it's personal for you. I yeah. actually don't, I don't mind cheese curds in all honesty. Okay. Not well. that it matters what I like because you yeah, can still like it. Totally. Yeah. So. Okay. So listeners, if you have any yums that you've, that other people have yucked, we're here. We're all ears. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready to hear it. Um, okay. Where are we going to go next? MMA? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I know what MMA is mixed martial arts. Uh-huh. That's all I know. Where are you going with this? Okay. So for the title nine series, Celine, like did a bunch of Googling. We wanted to, we wanted a young voice, like someone who in her twenties or like early twenties, or even a university student, someone who had been affected by title nine, but that was young. And she found this, um, jiu-jitsu world champion who now is an MMA fighter hmm. and she like she, she dug her out and this this one she's 25 she's called Amanda Levy and I listened to the episode yesterday uh and then we Celine and I recorded the intro and outro today for the episode and I just like I was just so it's been a while since I've been really affected by like a podcast interview mm-hmm. you know wow um she was a very like through the whole thing, first of all, she, through the whole thing, she was like super humble. And then, and then right near the end, she started talking about, she at last year, about eight months ago, she had a complete upset win where she was like the last person who was ranked to win this competition. She beat a nine time Brazilian jiu-jitsu world champion. <laughs> um, and yeah, and won the world championships. And she, uh, and she's like, I went, she, I went and watched the video of it. I've never watched an MMA fight in my life <laughs> or jujitsu. Right. And I watched this thing and she like, compared to this woman, she, first of all, Amanda was like tiny. Like she looked tiny. It looked like David and Goliath. Like you were like, yeah, how? No way. And she took her down and they had, um, you'll appreciate this, Sarah, because this happens in triathlon too. Like she had, they had banter before the race and the Brazilian nine time champion said, didn't weigh in and they're all supposed to weigh in because they're supposed to know each other's weight. Like that's part of the, and so during the press conference, Amanda was complaining that she hadn't, that, oh, what did she call Gab, Gabby Garcia's hadn't, hadn't weighed in. 
she's like, how come we all have to weigh in? And she didn't have to weigh in. Right. And then it's like a bit of back and forth. Like, and then Gabby finally says, when you have my talent, you won't have to weigh in either. Yes. I'm so glad Amanda won. (laughs) Yes. And then the next day she just goes in and she said what she said, the expression she used, Oh, I put a clinic on her (laughs) was the expression that she used for her win. And I was like, (laughs) my first reaction to that was I need to start using that expression. (laughs) First of all, that's That's an amazing expression. And then she said, go watch the video. And I went, I went right away. I watched the video. It was was really cool. So now I'm kind of into MMA. So you've been watching more beyond. Well, then I got into like a YouTube. (laughs) Cause I don't, I didn't really know, like, you know, everything I learned about MMA, I know from like friends, (laughs) you know? So like, I I was literally came in with zero knowledge, right? So watching and hearing, honestly, hearing how like gender inclusive the sport is too, and jujitsu as well, like, and the men fight against the women too. um, I I think that's really, you know. Oh, I don't, I didn't know that. I don't think at world level. Again, I'm not, I don't know. But I know that like in an irregular jujitsu competition, yeah, you could compete against a man or a woman. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they might be different, different places. Again. So it's, <laughs> it's not based on weight class. It might be, yeah. So it might be weight class instead of gender. So even though- I don't, you don't ask Amanda's, me questions, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, even though Amanda's weight lighter and smaller- yeah, so I think at some point you're at a championship level where it's just like okay. I, I actually don't know. But when you watch the video, you're like, "How are these two people in the same category? And how right. how is that littler one winning?" Yeah, well, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to listen to the interview and watch then watch the fight. It was cool, and she was also like in high school. Do you remember all the hoopla about like high girls in high school wrestling? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like she was at the center of the commotion in um, Pittsburgh and she went to a Catholic high school. They wouldn't let her wrestle. Yeah. And it was like, because of like, there was some, there's some like intimacy clause where they're not, there's certain sports that involve physical. Are you okay? Oh, hamster cramp, hamster cramp, hamster. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. What do you do with gay? What do you, what, what's the protocol? It's releasing. Oh my. Okay. We're all good. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know what we're going to have to edit out there, but while Sarah's talking, I got a massive hamstring cramp and it was just like daggers. And I just had to wait for it to release. Um, Sarah looked very concerned. Like, what am I? How do I help you? Um, you look like you're in excruciating pain right now. That's all good. I it just, did look like excruciating pain. I like, I literally was like, don't die. Please don't be dying right now. I thought, I don't know what, I don't know what I thought. I had no idea what was going on. That was very intense and very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine my, I mean, that's what the like random cramp was. Um, I think it was just my leg was folded underneath the chair in a weird way, but oh. that was a huge Charlie horse. Ooh, oh. I'm going to stretch that bad boy out here. <laughs> Legs up. None of this. Okay. All right. All good. It sounds like someone's been training for Iron Man. Oh, nice segue, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Next week, I'm doing Iron Man Lake Placid, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's still a week and a half to go. Something can go wrong, like a catastrophic hamstring cramp. <laughs> That gets me out of commission between now and then. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird because I haven't obviously done an Ironman in a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea if I'm ready or not. Um, because like my longest run has been two hours, mm-hmm. which is quite short, you know, to get ready for Ironman. But I trust my coach. I don't know. We'll see. I've nothing to lose other than the race. Yeah, it sounds a lot like um, before you went into your 70.3. Except I actually am telling you ahead of time. I know you are. It's very brave. Yeah. Um, well, I figure, oh, shoot, I was going to say this isn't coming out. This is coming out before the race. Yeah, and we're not going to get to hear about the race for another three weeks because we're taking a break. Hopefully, Um, hopefully only good things to say. Okay, I have a question. Oh, uh oh. When you're like, okay, you're when you say like you haven't done Iron Man for three years, right? You don't know what's going to happen. You're a week and a half out. Okay, what do you have mental things that you do? You have things that you tell yourself, like if you start to go to a place where you're like worried or concerned or like going through thinking of a negative scenario, like to you, so something you use to pull yourself back? Uh, so I'm not, I'm not worried or concerned. I just keep on coming back to, this is why I have a coach. I trust my coach. Uh, I trust the fact that I have been consistent over the past few months. Um, I'm healthy. You know, you. I. I just try to focus on the positives. Like I'm. I'm feeling. I'm pretty. Feel pretty strong overall. Uh. You know. I'm. I'm fitter than the last time I raced in June. And all I can do is, you know, put forth my best effort and whatever that is, it is. You know, maybe maybe I'll I'll get to like two hours into the marathon and I'm just done, and that's fine. You know. I don't think so. Like, I, I think, don't think so. Yeah. I just have to keep eating and drinking and, you know, take care of the, the process. Yeah, exactly. I need to, yeah. Remind myself of how to do the process. Right. Yeah. I think that's probably really good advice yeah. for our listeners. Thanks. Stay in the moment, focus on the process. Yeah. Control what I, you can control. My biggest concern to be totally honest is I have lost two toenails already and i am going to have none mm. after the iron man is my guess mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's sandal season sarah yeah it could be bad sarah <laughs> how will you get through the rest of the summer i you know with it's already bad enough with two gone like mm. um do you remember uh bella bayless yeah yeah she used to get she had a um what do you call the people that do your nails uh pedicurist yeah, she'd go I guess so yeah she would go and get a pedicure and they at a spot that that knew her where they would paint her nailless toes make it look good um so it was um it's not something I'd be willing to spend money on but it was a good move her feet did look good especially compared to mine 
I I have definitely done the paint the the skin to make it look kind of like a toenail. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, you put enough coats on there. Oh, I see. Oh, you can do it at home. You just keep layering it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For kind sure. Of thing? For sure. Okay. Yeah. See, our uh, audience is learning all kinds of top tips on this episode. Hot like, tips. This, this great triathlon episode is gonna. <laughs> they're, they're gonna keep this one. <laughs> for later <laughs> complete with the hamstring cramp <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> oh i'm feeling better don't worry oh uh, yeah i i don't know like obviously races are always uncertain the longer it's been since you've raced there's even more uncertainty yeah but ultimately all you can control is just how you react in the moment Mm-hmm. and you know just putting forth your best effort on the day mm-hmm. totally. well yeah. i hope it goes well for you sarah Jeez, me too mm-hmm. you know what i'm i'm actually concerned about is uh ben and hawk are coming mm-hmm. and part of me was like oh that's really nice and then part of me like that's kind of a distraction <laughs> I I'll tell you a story. When I <laughs> the first Ironman I did after Rosie was born, it was Ironman Canada. It was, we were in Penticton. And how old talk? Hmm? How old talk? He's going to be a year. Okay, so yeah, next week. Rosie was eight months, um, so not too far off. And I and my now ex husband, not because of this incident, <laughs> but <laughs> to be clear, but he had. I came out of T1. Okay, tell me how you would feel about this. I'll, I'll just get your like gut reaction and then I'll tell you mine. But like, I came out of T1 and there was a picture of Rosie that had been taped to my time trial bars. Like, you know, it's kind of like flat. <laughs> yeah. How would you react to that? If like, if someone had snuck in and put a picture of Hawk onto your bars? Not impressed. <laughs> right, right. Why? <laughs> Why? Because I'm in, I'm in work mode. Uh-huh. I, I need to be in the zone. I need to be focused on the job. <laughs> yes. So the reaction I had to seeing Rosie's picture on my time trial bars coming out of T1 was to burst out in tears. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Which, as you can imagine, is not very helpful in the middle of a competition. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, and then I, I moved immediately from like... <laughs> that to like what the fuck Clint <laughs> like, <laughs> and like and then I knew oh he was just like like he was trying to do something nice and motivating yeah right but I was so like shaken out of my like competing zone that I was like it took me a while to come back and not a good move I the what's good is that Ben is super unsentimental so there's no way he would do that <laughs> You won't have to deal with these, the horror. (laughs) The the horror of seeing your child. Of seeing your child, of your husband doing something kind on racing. (laughs) (laughs) What a terrible thing. That is really funny. Yes. So it's, it'll be, it'll be fun, but like, also I'm, you know, it's, part of me will be thinking oh my goodness it's such a long day like I hope they're doing all right mm-hmm. and I, it, 
it's i'll have to mentally compartmentalize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure interesting are you still breastfeeding mm-hmm. yeah yeah so do you have a strategy for that or are you just gonna like uh honestly i'm just down to one feet a day like right. we've we're full on weaning so i was thinking more for you too like but you'll be comfortable yeah yeah because now that i'm only doing one a day right like, yeah, yeah that's easy i had a friend i had some people will know what i'm talking about here but um a friend of mine uh breastfed for her friend doing iron man <laughs> oh that's amazing isn't that great yeah mm-hmm. yeah she's just like don't worry i'll come i'll rest because they both had babies oh she's that's like, so I'll cool. breastfeed for you yeah. yeah so that she wouldn't have to worry about her baby yeah if right. it was kind of like a backup plan because it was like the the racer's baby wasn't like fully even like bottle trained yet. So they were like going into like a bit of unknown of how the baby was going to eat during the day, whether that was going to work out. And so this other friend of mine just said, listen, if, if, if they won't take the bottle, like I'll, I'll breastfeed for you. She did too. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good job. Good. That's a good friend. Yeah. I think it was a very cool story. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, Sarah, I did want to tell you that I did see our porcupine friend again on our hike. The same one. Well, I'm telling myself it's the same one. <laughs> Possibly not. The what same. is, how good are you at porcupine ID? <laughs> porcupine ID is my superpower. No, I, <laughs> I, um, so a couple things make it possible to be the same one. One is that like, porcupines are like lone creatures like they don't move in packs they move on their own and they tend to like sort of stay in the same place so there was only one porcupine in and it was in the same campsite Hmm. but we but my friend the one who like had the porcupine cuddling up against her in the vestibule (laughs) last time you're right she like she was like we put everything not related to sleeping like normally you hang your um food up on the bear poles we hung she forced us basically we hung everything like we hung our whole packs everything up on that so that the porcupine had nothing to come and get and then in the middle of the night we heard the noise of a porcupine chewing something <laughs> like we both like literally the two of us because of our experience last year like just sat up just like <laughs> like we went from sleeping to awake and sat up in like one second flat both at the same time <laughs> and then our other friend who didn't have the porcupine experience with us last year just like was sleeping right beside us um anyway the porcupine was just chewing on a branch oh that's good because it was was it your boots because they were salty yeah yeah good memory yeah it was carrie's boot that um that got chewed she had to have it fixed too um and then we were talking about it and i had forgot about the fact that uh we had like once we chased me and the guy from the tent next door had chased the porcupine out carrie slept through the whole thing until she finally woke up and i was like don't be alarmed but this is the story anyway then we tried to go back to sleep and the porcupine came back and i had forgotten that it it sat outside the tent this is last year it sat outside the tent and whined like a dog (laughs) (laughs) this is what you do in the wild this is how you get what you want like, where did you learn this behavior? <laughs> Which is why I think that porcupine is used to like humans. Oh, for sure. 
And then it might be the same one. Yeah. Yeah. Did you name it? Oh, we should have. Oh, man. Sorry, Sarah. Missed Mm -hmm. opportunity. Next year. Yeah. But I have a good video of it this year. So if he's there next, he or she is there next year, I'll, I'll be able to compare videos. Yeah. Cause I'm getting proof. Yeah. If you're like, mm, let's see those quills right there. Exactly. <laughs> Look at that tail quill. It's definitely the same. <laughs> Actually they're way cuter. Like they look pettable. Yeah. They're, they're pretty so cute. cute yeah. and fluffy. It's their little piggy noses. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love their big old noses. Yeah. They're, so they're hilarious looking. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did the rain hold off or was it just a wet, muddy Pretty mess? much. So it was like, it was muddy. It was, it was a lot of snow, like, especially for July. Like we walked through quite a lot of snow. The, the, a lot of the lakes that we swam in last year, wet, like because we were hot and wanted to go in the lake, were frozen. What? Yeah. Completely different weather. We've had a super cold spring here and wet spring. Um, and it's still, it's sort of still continued. Yeah. That's crazy. Whoa. But it was still beautiful. It was still like, really, there was nothing. There was nothing wrong with that hike. Like we, a tiny bit of rain. Yeah. But that thing that it was, it was wonderful. Uh-huh. So pretty. Nice. Mm-hmm. And your, your other friends had a good time as well. So all three of you had a good time. Yes. I think, yeah. I think they had a good time. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a Sh- good time. You shared a bottle of wine. Didn't have to carry it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had some because Carrie doesn't drink, although we did get her to have a beer this time. But um, yeah, so I had someone to share the bottle of wine with me. So I was nice grateful work. for that. But you still have to carry the bottle out, but it was a bit lighter. So totally worth it. Um, okay, let's take a little break and we'll come back. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com that's iron women the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts iron women 1515 at orca.com as a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why AminoCo's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. 
The AminoCo's Perform Formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230 whoa, <laughs> and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram -gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Yeah, so Sarah, I'm not going to see you for, well, two weeks of podcasting, which actually ends up being three weeks, which is quite sad. Oh, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is sad. Mm -hmm. So I don't, we don't get to hear about your race until three weeks from now. Yeah. Think good thoughts for me, people. Yeah, we will. We will. Yeah. Um, and you'll have your camping trips and everything. Your, <laughs> all, of camping all of your adventures. My work camping trips. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then while we're gone, uh, my team chose their favorite two episodes of Title Nine, the Title Nine podcast, and they put them, they're going to put them on the feed here for folks to listen to. So hopefully you all will enjoy that. If you haven't listened already, uh, there's some pretty cool interviews. So yeah, check it out. I learned a lot from that Title Nine series, honestly, just like hearing how a lot of women like created their own path when there wasn't a path to follow. Um, and like I said about Amanda's interviews, even her, like the young person who just went like, I want to wrestle, yeah. you know, or her, like people said they couldn't do things 
it's a t- it was a typical story of almost every guest it was like they're at some point they're told as a young person like they're five years old and they're told you can't play this sport whatever it is x sport and the kid's like why <laughs> right like is that's a full question why well because you're a girl there's no team for you you know and that's like the story of so many people so it's fun to see people overcoming odds I, I feel like I had the one exception. Uh, so I interviewed uh, Joan Benoit Samuelson mm-hmm. and basically from an early age, you know, she had a dad who encouraged her in ski racing. And I don't think she ever had anybody who was like, you can't do that because you're a woman or a girl, mm-hmm. but all the other episodes, that's, that's kind of the, the common thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's sort of what, although Joan, I haven't listened to that episode yet, so I can't um, comment too much, but like, you know, it's, I, I don't think it's that uncommon for someone to have this experience of, of having a smoother path, um, depending on the sport, you know, um, because I think for me, like for me, for example, like, because I was a soccer player and like, I also played, you know, when I was young, I still played basketball volleyball like I played those team sports and I didn't see the path for those sports right whereas you know being a runner a little more accessible you know or if you played tennis something like that if that was your passion you would see a path um so I think it really depends the sports the parents the town where you are how conservative they are totally Uh, um yeah, no, I, I hope that our listeners enjoy listening to this podcast and, you know, we will be back in a few weeks with lots of stories, a few animal stories, probably some, some rants, um, ant size or otherwise, mm-hmm. and, you know, lots of, lots of good times in the weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, send us your don't yuck my yum stories and we will play them and discuss. And we won't, we won't yuck them. We won't yuck them. We, by default, approve your yums. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.